Welcome back, everyone, to Torah Today Ministries as we continue our series called The Hebrew Key. We call this series The Hebrew Key because we find that if we look at a passage, even a very familiar passage of Scripture, in the Hebrew, we often find something that unlocks that passage to bring out so much hidden meaning and application for our own lives. So this week's teaching is called A Thread of Hope because it centers around the Hebrew word for hope, which is tikva. Tikva is one of two or three words translated hope, but tikva has more than just the feeling of, I hope it doesn't rain tomorrow, or I hope the Cleveland Browns win, into something that's more of an expectation. You're really counting on it because you have a promise upon which to base your expectation. And nobody really expects the Hebrew, expects the Cleveland Browns to win. So uh, this is not a desperate hope. This is a real expectation based on some promise that we can count on. So let's look at a few examples of where this word is used. It's a very common word. In fact, there's a Messianic congregation north of me in Cleveland uh, called Tikvat Yisrael, the hope of Israel. So here are a few passages, Psalm 62, 5, For God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my tikva, my hope, is from him. Psalm 71, 5, For you, O Lord, are my tikva, my trust, Adonai, from my youth. Proverbs 26, 12, Do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope, more tikva for a fool than for him. Jeremiah 29, 11, very well-known passage. For I know the plans I have for you, declares Adonai, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a tikva, a hope, an expectation of something wonderful to come. But there's only one passage that has the term ha-tikva, the hope. And that is in Zechariah 9.12, the last place Tikva is found in Hebrew Scriptures. Return to the stronghold, O prisoners who have HaTikva, the hope. This very day I am declaring that I will restore double to you. And I think it's based upon this verse that uses HaTikva that uh, the poem HaTikva was written, which became the Israeli national anthem. It's a beautiful beautiful piece of music, and uh, you can go on the internet and find many uh, different arrangements and performances of the Israeli National Anthem. And again, it's called Hatikva, the hope. But the very first place this word is found, it's quite unusual. The very first place this word is found is found twice, and that is in the book of Joshua. The background of the story is this. The uh, Israeli army, the, the Israelites, are, are ready to cross the Jordan River, and they do so, and their first big battle is Jericho. You know the story. But they send two spies ahead of them, and they come to the house of Rahab the harlot, and she hides them. And she saves their lives. And when she releases them, she gives them instructions as to where to go so they'll be safe. But she asks them to make her a promise. She says, when you come, says, I've heard about your God. We're all shaking in our boots and I have faith in your God. So when you come back, would you spare me and my family? And this is what they say to her. 
Joshua 2, verses 17 and 18, and then we'll skip on down to verse 21. And the men said to her, We shall be free from this oath to you, which you have made us swear, unless when we come into the land, you tie this cord of scarlet tikva, scarlet thread. It's the exact same word. It's the word tikva. But the word also means thread, but it's only translated thread here in the book of Joshua. Let's go on. Tie this cord of scarlet tikva thread in the window through which you let us down and gather to yourself into the house your father and your mother and your brothers and all your father's household. Then verse 21. And she said, according to your word, so be it. So she sent them away and they departed and she tied the scarlet tikva in the window. This is amazing that the, the very first place the word for hope, tikva, is used in Scripture. It's used twice, and here it means not hope but thread. And yet, this sets the tone for what real expectation, real hope in God is. Because here's a woman, she's heard of what this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has done to Egypt, has done to the Amalekites to Sihon and Og there in the wilderness. And she knows that this army is getting ready to invade her land. And she has faith in this God of these two spies. And she asks a promise and they make one to her. And they said, place this hope in your window. Place this scarlet cord of tikva in your window. And they left. So she gathers her household, her parents, her brothers, her sisters. She gathers them into her house, which was in the wall of the city. And she had expectation based upon a promise, just like we do. We have expectations based on a promise God has made to us in our word. We are believers. Our job is to believe. And we believe the words of a God who cannot lie. And so I want to close with 1 Peter 1.3. Praise be God, Father of our Lord Yeshua the Messiah, who in keeping with his great mercy has caused us through the resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah from the dead to be born again to a living hope. And in the Hebrew translation of this verse, hope is translated, of course, tikva. We have a living hope. And God has done more than just make a promise. He sent his son who died out of love for us and out of obedience to his father. He rose again and he's made us a promise. So let's hold on to the scarlet cord of Tikva, knowing that our Savior is coming. And though the world may th go through great suffering, he will preserve us. He'll hold on to us. And we have a great promise from a great God who cannot lie. So I hope that this little insight in the word tikva, the word hope, will give you encouragement. So God bless you, and we'll see you next time on the Hebrew Key. Over and out.